Hey everyone, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week, we're starting Feminist February, y'all. Get excited. We are discussing Lucky for You by Bully. So let's get into it. All right, everyone, we're here, and by we, I mean me. I'm doing my first solo episode. Uh, Kevin has a, a great new opportunity. He's super uh, busy with work, and it's a great thing for him, but he needed the week off. He probably is going to need the next couple weeks off, so I'm starting Feminist February by myself, and I won't lie to you, I'm pretty freaking nervous. I've never done this before. I don't know where to look. I don't know who to talk to, so I'm talking to you. And I want to talk to you guys about Lucky For You by Bully. I've been podcasting for seven years. This is the first for me. I've never done it alone. And it's kind of scary because it's always felt like, oh, it's me and this other person against the world. You know, if someone doesn't like it, then guess what? That's that's because they didn't like me and whoever I was doing the podcast with this week. It's all on me. And that's kind of nerve wracking. That's kind of scary. Is this how solo artists feel? Is this how people feel when they release music and it's just super vulnerable? Fuck. I don't know how they do it. And then we sit around and criticize it. Oh, man. I'm spiraling already. And we're just getting into it. Let's get into it, y'all. We're talking about Lucky For You by Bully. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to get into the background of Bully. But first, I just kind of want to give my my thoughts of how I discovered uh, her. Um. I guess I heard of her album last year sometime and I had it saved much like I do a lot of, of albums. I save it. I listen to a couple songs. I get into it and then new music comes out and the wave keeps going and you know, you start listening to other stuff and you forget about it. But then I remember hearing her featured on a military gun. Military gun did like a reimagining of never fucked up once. Uh, they called it never fucked up twice and Bully was featured on it, and her voice is so haunting, and it's like a slow reimagination of of that song. And I remember just thinking, like, man, I need to go back and listen to that album. So I did, and I fell in love all over again, and this time probably way more intensely than the first time because it's not been out of my rotation ever since. I, I think everyone remembers uh, Losing You being my song of the show a few weeks ago, and around that time, um, my girlfriend Hannah and I started doing a lot of vinyl shopping. I got a brand new record player, so it's been my obsession. And I went and found this record um, on vinyl. I'm going to discuss a lot of vinyl stuff uh, coming up because it is my my obsession. I don't want to steal the shine of the vinyl countdown because that's his his whole thing. But I do think it is an interesting facet of music that I haven't whole, thought a whole lot about personally until I got super involved with it with variants and and how many presses this album got and you know for an album that hasn't been out that long I, I the one I got isn't super special but it is something I think is going to be really fun and interesting to talk about so we'll get to that here in a little bit but first I want to start off with some some background information on Bully So Bully is the solo project of American singer songwriter and guitarist Alicia Bongiano the project originally started as a rock band formed in 2013 in Nashville, Tennessee, 
and they signed to Columbia Record label uh, Startime International and released their first album, Feels Like, in 2015. The band moved to Sub Pop to release Losing in 2017. Their third album, Sugar Egg, was released on August 21st, 2020, and their first and their fourth album, Lucky for You, which we're talking about today, was released on June 2nd, 2023. Bully was founded by Alicia Bungiano, like I mentioned, who was born in Germany and spent her 10 years in Rosemount, Minnesota. Bungiano earned a degree from Middle Tennessee State University in auto re- audio recording before getting an internship at Steve Albini's Electric Audio in Chicago. She started recording demos of her own material before relocating to Nashville, Tennessee, where she worked as an engineer at Battle Tapes Recording in the Stone Fox venue. She performed Bully in 2013 as a trio with her then-boyfriend, Stuart Copeland, on drums and bassist Reese Lazarus. After releasing a limited uh, cassette, which I love, I love that even in 2013, cassettes were still a thing, um, the band's first single, Milkman, was released in April 2014. Later that year, guitarist Clayton Parker was added to the band, and they signed to Columbia Records, like I mentioned, and they released their debut album, Feels Like, in June 2015. Feels Like received generally positive reviews from critics, Laura Snapes of Pitchfork, who are normally very, very critical, wrote, The coarse Cobain head scream of bully singer, songwriter, and guitarist Alicia Bagnano is its own uh, resuscitating jolt of protest. She spends much of feels like tearing down the house with her howl. Shortly after the end of their tour in support of feels like, Copeland left the band due to breaking up with Bagnano. When the, al- when the band returned to the studio in 2016, Recording again at Electrical Audio, Copeland was replaced by session drummer Casey Weisbuck. Losing, Bully's second studio album, was released by Sub Pop on October 20th, 2017. It was called Grimier and Less Slick Than Feels Like. Following the release of the album, both Lazarus and Parker departed the band, leaving Bagnano as Bully's only member. That's much like, you know, I think Paramore's gone through similar things. Panic at the Disco's gone through similar things. Say Anything at one point was a solo project. So this isn't unheard of. Um, After some deliberation, Bonanno ultimately opted to continue performing under the moniker. On May 1st, 2020, Bully released covers of Nirvana's About a Girl and Orville Peck's Turn to Hate, which if you haven't listened to those, um, I was going to put one of them as my song of the show later, but... They're the, they're so good. It's just worth listening to, especially if you're a big fan of Nirvana. She captures that sound so well and just adds a little uh, pizzazz to it. Um, of the About a Girl cover, Rolling Stone stated, Hearing the Nashville band cover Nirvana is almost too obvious, but good God, it is glorious. Their spin on 1989's About a Girl strikes a perfect balance of raw and melodic without ever sounding like the output of a cover band. Still, it's not just a skilled copy of the cl- of a classic. As for her take on Turn to Hate uh, by Orville Peck, Stereo Gum wrote, a song that sounds incredible in Bully's rocket-fueled garage rock style. Paste concurred that Bully's rendition is possibly even better than the original with its incredibly anthemic chorus. High praise, because I love me some Orville Peck. On June 11th, 2020, Bully announced their third record, Sugar Egg, which was released by Sub Pop on August 21st, 2020. 
Bonyano paid homage to Chumbawamba's 1997 song, Tub Thumping, which is something anyone from the 90s knows, um, when she wrote her song, Where to Start, which was met with positive reception. On the band... On the band's uh, second single, Every Tradition, Bonyano addresses society's expectations for women while also targeting a specific unnamed individual. In an interview with the New York Times published on August 18, 2020, Bonyano discussed the record, her bipolar 2 disorder, and the experience of Sugar Egg being her first solo project. In January 2023, it was announced that Bully would be supporting the Pixies along with Franz Ferdinand, uh, for some June dates following the second leg of their 2023 U.S. tour. The following month, on February 15, 2023, Bully released their first single in nearly three years, Lose You, featuring Soccer Mommy. On March 21st, uh, 2023, Bully released the single Days Move Slow and announced their fourth studio album, Lucky For You, which was released on June 2nd, 2023. So, not a whole lot going into the background of her album, but I do think it is interesting to hear the evolution because if you listen to early stuff, it's very, um, like it mentions, like very grunge, very uh, garage rock, and it's a really cool sound, but the evolution is what we're always really interested in, especially for the album we're talking about today in the year 2024 for an album that was released around six months ago. Lucky For You received positive reviews from critics noted at review aggregator Metacritic. It has a weighted average score of 81 out of 100 based on 9 reviews. Emma Swan of DIY Magazine gave this release 5 out of 5 stars, calling it a near-perfect album if there ever was one. Um, in Exclaim Magazine, Kate Shepard gave Lucky For You an 8 out of 10, calling it lyrically a study in contrast and a confident, compelling record that reveals and revels in the softness behind the feedback and fuzz that continue to make Bully a force to be reckoned with. So last but not least, I'm going to I'm gonna mention some best of lists. They're pretty much arbitrary, but it is worth mentioning since it is such a recent album. There's not a whole lot of statistics in terms of like how it charted and stuff like that. Um, Rolling Stone, out of the best 100 albums of 2023, ranked it 89th, which is crazy. Um, Stereo Gum... Um, and the best 50 albums of 2023 ranked it as 13th. Uh, the Ringer for the 27 best albums of 2023 ranked it number one, which is wild. And Under the Radar's top 100 albums of 2023, it got ranked 17th. So high praise, and I'm not going to lie to you, that's all I'm going to get this week. I'm not going to get Kevin's um, Devil's Advocate this week, so this is going to be a lot of gushing. Um so I'm going to feed you with a lot of information to just tell you how great the album is. So hope you're ready for that. Okay, so we're going to talk about the physical media aspect. Um, and this is solely because I own it on vinyl and because Kevin's not here. And I thought it would be just an interesting little tidbit um, to talk about the the release of the record on vinyl and on cassette and on CD. So one of the, the original um, releases was uh, a turquoise translucent which was uh, a vinyl variation the it looks like the lowest that it's been sold on discog was 15 bucks the highest was about 31.51 and the median is around 26.78 now i bought mine and it's just the the black vinyl that has the names of the songs and 
on each side, but I got mine for about $24.99, I think, up at um, Omega Music up in Dayton. So I'm somewhere in the middle of that. I'd, li- I'd like to have a different version, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers when you see something that you like. Um, the LP album stereo black, brown, and gray versions uh, were sold at the lowest around 30 uh, the highest around 40 so I got a little bit cheaper than that. Um, and same goes for just the the regular LP being sold uh, for around 18 bucks on the lowest end and around 30 bucks for the highest, the median being about 19 bucks. So, you know, you spend an extra couple bucks to support a, re- a local music store, it's not a big deal. $25 is pretty standard when it comes to, to buying records. Um, the CD was sold at the lowest around six bucks and the highest around fourteen bucks. Which CDs, I don't know what the sales are on those, but it is kind of cool to see them still being made in circulation. But um, usually, if you're going to pay twelve bucks for a CD, you'd rather own it for a little bit more on vinyl. Um, there was also a loser edition, which I saw an interview that she did on a on a radio station and they had the loser edition and it had a cool little insert in there um the lowest end of the loser edition which is a blue carousel um goes for about 23 bucks to 35 bucks um depending on where you're looking and discogs is kind of a a good place to to get an idea of what you should be spending on that um there's also a tan translucent edition for uh vinyl that goes from about 20 bucks um there was also a cassette, which I love collecting cassettes. I know it's one of those weird things that it's like, why? I I can already hear Kevin. Why would you want to listen to it on an inferior um, mode of music? But there's something about holding cassette, putting it in. It's the same way with vinyl. For me, it, it's just as nostalgic as vinyl. And just carrying around that cassette and having the little picture. There's something about cassettes that um, really scratch an itch for me. Um the cassette comes in blue, which I would love to see a picture of. It doesn't have one on here. Um, but yeah, that's the physical media aspect. There's not a whole lot of releases for it. I thought there would be more. But um, yeah, it's that's what we got going on. Okay, last but not least, before I get into song by song, I just kind of want to discuss my opening thoughts and also give a little uh, facts that I've learned through a little bit of investigation into bully um i was really blown away by how 90s this sounded and i think that was intentional when she went into the album and you know listening to her previous work it's always had that like kind of grungy fuzzy guitar kind of sound and i think that's what's so appealing to a lot of people is that it sounds reminiscent without being just a straight up cut or copy you know um and I think it's super interesting to hear the fact that this kind of music still being made. If you like Alanis Morissette, if you like um, old Cheryl Crow, she's got she's kind of got the sound of old Cheryl Crow, which I really enjoy. And I think this is kind of an album I needed. I didn't need something overproduced. I didn't need something, you know, beating you over the head. Like, I, and I'm not trying to dig on on current music because I really do like a lot of current music, but when I was doing, when I was trying to pick an album for this, I was thinking about some of the current pop artists that I'm not super familiar with. So 
I gave it a, a great a great college try with artists like Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, um, Camila Cabello. I, I tried a lot of those, and I really do like, I think of all of those, I like Camila Cabello the best, but I think Olivia Rodrigo sounds a little bit too much like Taylor Swift for me. And she's got a little punk to her, and it is, it's at least interesting, and I've seen a lot of her records while I'm out shopping, but I just don't know if I can get into it, because it just, it appeals to an audience and an age that's not me, and I think that's why Bully appeals to me so much, is that it is my taste, it's right in my wheelhouse, um, and I think it's it's going to be a fun one to talk about uh, as we go track by track. Um a lot of the facts I have were from this interview I watched, which I'm gonna I'm gonna tag in the show notes from an interview she did on a radio show, and she performs a couple of these songs with just her and uh, one other person uh, jamming on guitar. Um, but "Lose You," which is the lead single off of the album, is the first time she had a feature in all four of her records, and she says in the interview that she chose. Uh, a fellow Nashville artist that she was actually just a big fan of. So when she decided to do a feature, she thought of no one other than Soccer Mommy. And if you remember me talking about it on my song of the show a few weeks ago, I really like Soccer Mommy. It might be another one that I come back to, or if I feature it in our playlist next week, do not be surprised because she's got such an interesting sound. It's a very, very akin to what we're listening to today. Um, and, I don't know. We'll we'll get into it more next week when I talk about Soccer Mommy. Um, this album discusses loss a lot, and you know I'm not out of uh, the emo that we talked about last week. This is very uh, emo esque in the lyrics, and uh, she discusses losing her dog as she had started writing some of the songs on the album, and it really struck a chord for me because I can't imagine what that would be like. You know, she talks about how her dog would always be with her when she would write songs for her for her albums and it always just kind of struck a chord with me because Diesel sits in here with me every time I record a podcast. He's always in his little dog bed sitting right behind me. So I think having a ghost like that would be really really tough and um you know breakups are one thing but losing your dog is is a whole other thing I don't even really want to think about. But she does foster dogs now which speaks to my heart because I'm a I'm a big adopt don't shop kind of guy and giving dogs a home even if you can't give them one permanently is always the answer. Um so you know not that I want that this whole episode to be about fostering and adopting animals but it's always the right thing to do if you're looking for a dog. Um she also discusses a lot about being sober and she's been sober for about 4 years now which I think is very admirable. I think it's one of those big movements that's going on in the world that is for for the better, you know, um, I don't know the extent of her, her struggles, whether that, and I know a lot of it had to do with alcohol, but usually alcohol is a vehicle to other bad choices. Um, and the song that we're going to discuss later on today, um, is Miss America, which she had written after the Roe v. Wade overturned decision. So we'll get into that more lyrically, uh, when we get to it, but I thought it was just cool to hear her outright say that to kind of, address it even though you know you're, you already wrote a song about it. the wor- the songs and the words are out in the world but some people like kevin who is not here to defend himself do not pay attention to lyrics so um yeah without further ado let's get into song by song 
And I'm going to do something a little different this week uh, since it is just me. I'm going to attach, I'm going to announce each song and then I'm going to put the song in and then we'll talk about it. So it'll feel like uh, we're just jamming together. How's that sound? Good doing. Jesus. So track number one is going to be All I Do.
So track one, all I do, uh, you just heard it here. Um, I kind of feel like a radio DJ for a second. Um, I'm probably going to make a lot of jokes about that, just knowing myself. Uh, but yeah, all I do, we get that fuzz that we expect from Bully with that driving drum beat. That's a really cool way to start the album. Um, and I love the way she unleashes, unleashes for the chorus. Um, it's just something that it sound, It almost sounds like she's not trying very hard, and then you get to the chorus, and you're like, oh, girl's got pipes. She can really let loose. Um, the bridge being um, says, uh, being back here reminds me when I was happy with myself, and then heavy memories sink in. I'll never get fucked up again. And I think that really speaks to what the song's really about. You know, you anyone that's dealt with, past memories or, you know, and in this instance, I believe it's about sobriety. Um, it's just having rose tin and goggles for the past, right? Like you're thinking about like, oh, when I used to go out and party and have fun, I was so much happier and I was, it was times were simpler, but that's just really not how it was. You know, you had these rose tinted goggles for memories that really weren't that great. You know, the memories, the people, they're all just kind of covered in nostalgia. But the second you remember what the times were really like, it kind of snaps you back. And I think that's kind of what this song is about is like, I might've thought I was happier back then, but I, even if every day is not amazing, I'm still happy with where I'm at. Um, and I think this is a great opening track, you know, that the guitar solo after the bridge, um, and the bridge really moved me. I think the guitar solo is, is really what solidifies that it's a good track to kind of indicate where we're going, uh, as we dive into this album. So track two is going to be Days Move Slow.
So days move slow. Oh, baby. We're cooking now. This is the track that gives me major 90s vibes. You know, artists like Sheryl Crow always creep to the top of my tongue, but top of my tongue, tip of my tongue. Jesus. I'm falling apart without you, Kevin. I hope you're listening. Um, Yeah, dude, this is a great Windows Down Jammer. I think it's it's one that, you know, don't be surprised if I bring it back for the Windows Down uh, Part 4 this year. Um, the second verse does something in this track that is one of my favorite things, where it drops out everything but the drummer and the singer. So it's kind of keeping that driving driving force, but then it just brings the momentum right back in when the guitars come back in halfway through the verse. It just... It's one of my favorite uh, songwriting techniques that people do, especially in the second verse, because it kind of catches your attention and keeps it from just like fading. You know, a second verse can easily be forgotten, um, but, you know, that that's one of my favorite things. Um, yeah, this is another one of those fun jam sessions that we get after the second verse. You know, we got one after the bridge, but after this one, we get, um, get it after the second verse. Um, and according to Genius Lyrics, uh, this song is about Alicia's loss of her dog, Mezzi, who was an important part of her life and accompanying her on many of recordings of Bully's albums. Um, this one doesn't hit as hard as the next one, and I am so dreading the next track. So let's listen to it. It's uh, track three, A Wonderful Life. What a wonderful life. Breaking on the bathroom floor Begging for time, I want a little more I miss you waiting outside the door And I want my baby girl back If you ask me, she was gone too soon
A Wonderful Life. God damn. You know, knowing this song is about her dog, Mezzy, it's our second one in a row, but this one is a tearjerker to anyone that's ever owned a dog, any dog lover out there. It really pulls at the heartstrings. Um, my heart's breaking on the bathroom floor, begging for time. I want a little more. I miss you waiting outside the door, and I want my baby girl back. Um, Yeah, that one, this one feels like it's trying to make me cry, and... When I was taking my notes, I definitely curled up in a ball, laid with my dog for about 20 minutes and just listened to the song over and over again because it's, you hate to feel that, what she's going through, but it is such a good song, man. It feels good to have a good cry. Um, the chorus says, you've got every minute of my time and you're all that's on my mind. I know you wouldn't leave me behind or wouldn't want to leave me behind, so I'm heading to the other side. I'm heading to the other side. That is oh man it's such a good song it it's one that rewards you looking up the lyrics because underneath all the the sad emotional lyrics about her dog this has that garage band feel that i really enjoy from bully um those drums are pounding the guitars are tuned up loud it's almost like this is her big like scream into the void song and we even get like a little harmonica in the instrumental break. It's a really, really cool song. It's not stripped down. If anything, it's tuned up louder. Um, and it's a great track. Um, so yeah, S tell everyone in the Discord what your dog's name is and how much you love them because this is all I want to hear about this week. Track four is Hard to Love.
All right, track four, Hard to Love. Now, according to Genius Lyrics, this song is about learning to love yourself in spite of societal norms and gender stereotypes. Um, Yeah, it's kind of a heavy topic for such a fun, anthemic song. And that's something that I've really realized digging into to Bully more this week is that as fun as her songs sound, they have such a, a deep meaning to them. And I really, really enjoy that. It, it really rewards people that are willing to to dive a little bit deeper. Um, we get that loud, chunky bass to start us off and it gives us a little headbang. But we also have like a drum track, almost hip hoppy beat. This sounds like it was made for radio. And I read online that she had thought of cutting this because she thought it was a little too poppy for her but I think it fits perfectly as a as a track four because that chorus is so good it's so fire um and it reminds me a lot of Lynn Gunn from Paris who isn't afraid to take those hip-hop beats and kind of infuse them into choruses that are so fun to just like scream in the car because this chorus is pretty simple it's just hard to love I'm hard to love I know I'm hard to love um and that's still that there's nothing wrong with a simple chorus, especially with so much going on in the song and that bass that just sounds so chunky and loud and fuzzy. I'm gonna use that word fuzzy a lot. Um but yeah, the another thing I noticed this week was how great her bridges are. Um she says in the bridge, drowning in the weight of shame, deep breath, baby, it'll be okay. And if it all falls and they can't stay. Their loss, you don't need them anyway. And I can't think of a better lyric to leave us on that song. Um, So yeah, next up is uh, track five, Change Your Mind.
So track five, Change Your Mind. What a banger, man. I love the chorus. I love that off-kilter drum beat in the verses. Uh, it's just got so much here that I really enjoy, especially, you know, we're in track five. This is usually where we start falling off a little bit, um, but not this track. Uh, the song, the, my favorite lyric from the song is, my pride is paper thin. I'm not looking for a win. I got a lawless love for you and nothing better to do. That's just a killer lyric, man. She she is a poet. Um, it's this song's about that like messy breakup, get back together, the Ross and Rachel, or you know JD and Elliot kind of thing that TV romances kind of build a whole show about. Um, even Nick and Jess, which is my least favorite version of that. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those songs that is like a place in time. One of those songs that. You know, anyone has been through that, but it's still kind of one of those, it might not be great in the end, but it's fun to think about and have it occupy your mind, and it's just a, a really cool song for that. So, track six, How Will I Know?
So track six, how will I know we get that fuzzy guitar back? It comes back the second the track starts. Um, and I think the the harmonies are really what really stand out in this track. It's the first time you really notice the layered vocals and her harmonizing with herself. It just it has this really layered sound and uh, a lot of texture, a lot of really cool sounds in this track that um, really keep it interesting and fun and something a little bit different. Um, the song just kind of seems to be lamenting a previous relationship and wanting to find yourself in their life in the smallest way possible still. And it's like one of those, if you're in the, like the, the stages of grief, this is the bargaining song, um, or the bargaining stage. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really fun track and I won't spend too much time on it. Um, track seven is a love profound.
So, track seven, I love Profound. And I think this is my least favorite song on the album. And I hate to to get here, but, you know, the spoken word, the slow tempo just kind of takes me out of out of the album for a second. And it's a track seven, so it's hard to be too harsh because it's not it's not a lead single. It's not anything groundbreaking, but it's still a track about Mezzi, who at this point in the album, you know, we feel like, or I personally feel like, I know the dog and I'm now grieving because it doesn't take much for me to like have my heart broken over thinking about a dog no longer being here, especially one that seems so integral in her life. Um, but I think if I had one last gripe for this song before we move on, the song's four minutes long. You guys know me. If, if you're going to write like a slow tempo track, don't let the chorus repeat too much. You know, like this song could easily have been two minutes and 30 seconds long and we would have still had like the same emotional weight, the same effect. It just felt like we we repeated the chorus one too many times for me on this. So, um, yeah, let's get into my favorite song. Number eight, Lose You featuring Soccer Mommy.
We're back. We're all the way back in this album, man. I I I really think this is one of my favorite songs from 2023. It just has that driving rhythm. The chorus is fun and it drops out at the end of the chorus for her to belt out. Either way, I'm going to lose you. I wish I wouldn't have sung that. Either way, I'm going to lose you is such a great refrain for a chorus. Um, This song feels like the summer of 1999. Like This is all the 90s alt vibes that you could want. Um, And even the harmonies with Sophie of Soccer Mommy are so good that if you didn't know they were a feature, you would think they were just multi-layered tracks of Alicia. And I think that's a testament to how great a feature can be. It doesn't have to be where they sing the second verse. You know, they they can harmonize throughout the the track and really add something to it. Um, Alicia of Bully was quoted as saying, when Luju came about, it was the first time I considered having someone else sing on a Bully song. I love Sophie of Soccer Mommy's voice, and I've always admired everything she does. So to me, it was a no-brainer. Watching her soar out of the Nashville scene and dominate indie music world has been a joy. Writing Lose You was a way for me to work through the pain and reality of of impermanence. It doesn't make it any easier, but reflection is often followed by growth. And to me, that's what life is all about. That's a perfect way to sum this song up. It's just a great song. It's got a great message, and it's overall pretty positive. It's everything you could want in a song as we're getting closer to spring. Now, track nine is going to be Miss America.
So Miss America, yeah. This is a pretty heavy track. You guys just listen to it. You know. And it's not lost on me that I'm ill-equipped to, to, to tackle this subject matter, um, especially when I'm by myself. It would, it would probably be helpful if I had Kevin here for this one. But, um, yeah, I like that this song keeps it simple because the message cannot be lost in the production. There doesn't need to be any tricks. Um, there can't be too much going on. So I think a stripped-down version of this track for this type of song is is perfect and makes perfect sense. Um, I've got a little quote from Alicia Bonano of Bully who says she experienced um, these feelings as these changes rolled out mirrored the doubts she was working in uh, previous iterations of Bully. She's quoted as saying, I just felt like over that time, over uh that time period, there were so many different emotions I was thinking about while all that was happening. I feel like I've fought a lot to have myself taken seriously and to get over imposter syndrome, which I'm not, but I'm a lot better, and find my own confidence. And that just felt like such a slap in the face. Like, am I even taken seriously as a woman? It was baffling to me, especially as somebody who has benefited from having an abortion, and I know that's like a controversial thing to talk about. But I think it's way more common than that. One in four women experience it. You don't know people's circumstances. And living in a place where there isn't enough support or childcare or people trying to, you know, get by, it's just like, I feel so like, how can you not see this? the effect that this can have on people? This feels like a universal thing that we should agree on, but this is something that can benefit everybody regardless of their views. And the idea of choice and thinking about, okay, if you're not in line with it, don't do it. But how dare you think you can make that choice for somebody else? But yeah, I think it covers the the subject pretty succinctly, uh, better than I could ever put it. And I think it's a great song that isn't, you know, trying to take a stance. It's just her views on it. And her views are her stance, if that makes sense. Um, but overall, I think it's a great track. It's a great uh, penultimate track as we lead into track 10 all this noise Take some time to understand what empathy could do we would all be better off all of us yes even you because most of us were meant to fight the way we end up to but the media tries to control what we say think and do if we don't give Changing, debating I can't handle all this noise Save 
what a way to finish the last track in this album, man. I just this is punk rock. It we lose all pretense here, man. We are this is punk rock. This is bully punk rock. Um dang, I sound like a radio DJ again. Okay. This song is what I'm talking about, man. This is an anti-establishment banger. And it really is as punk rock as it gets. It's it's talking about like fuck your political stance, man. Like n- nobody cares. You have to do something about it if you want something to be done. I just love the message. And the message is very clear. Like think for yourself, stand up for what you believe in and do the right thing always. And I I just love the message. I love that that's how we end the album. It makes you so excited. It makes you want to listen to the album again. Um, I kind of wish we had more punk rock, but that I'm also a punk rock kid at heart, so I'm I'm a little biased. But yeah, this is as punk rock as we get for a track on this album, and it rivals some of my favorite punk rock anthems because looking at the lyrics and and kind of just feeling exactly what she's saying, like I couldn't think of a better punk rock anthem. And it all if 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 you weren't listening to this as bully you would think this could it almost sounds like olivia rodrigo but olivia rodrigo's punk rock anthems are always about boys and that's fine but i love that she has something else to say and like this album is so well well rounded in that way like there are some relationship songs but they're middle of the album tracks most of the stuff tackles like loss and profound loss in your dog, or, you know, wanting more for your gender, that there's nothing more admirable than having something to say, and that's the most punk rock thing you can do, um, I love this album, I, I think diving into it deeper made me love it even more than I did originally, because I fell in love with the sound, but this week I really got to dive into lyrics more than I normally do, and I just love it, I love the message, I love all the, the lyrics, I think it's, it's a super important album uh, for this day and age, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening along with me. Um, I give it, it, I've never given a rating on this podcast, but I'm alone and I'm getting weird. I'm going to give it a, a 9.5 out of 10. So high praise, and I think, you know, this is one I'm going to keep turning to as as the years go by, and I'm, I'm looking forward to more Bully releases. So, as we're wrapping up, I actually got Kevin on a call, and we're going to finish with songs of the show. Um, But yeah, that's it on Bully this week. All right, everybody, we're doing songs of the show to wrap up the show, and I am alone no longer. I have Kevin Carter with me to wrap up the show. Yes, sir. So, um, before we get into songs of the show, did you listen to the album at all? Uh, no, I haven't. I've been a very busy man this week. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll start with my song on the show, uh, Tiny Moves by Bleachers. And I love Jack Antonoff. I know he's known as like Taylor Swift's producer and people have positive or negative thoughts about that, but dude, his band is so good. And every time they release a new single, every time they release a new album, I dig them even more. So, um, this came out on a, on last Friday and... Me and Hannah were both jamming it on 
Friday on that Friday and it just felt good to have a good new cheery it feels like springs right on the cusp so it felt good to have a, a cheery song like that yeah it feels kind of like a uh indie-ish week from the the submissions this week so um yeah it's cool it's 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 kind of in the vein of what i'm into right now like i just want like good easy music to listen to and uh as 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 you'll see with my pick it's just kind of like i'm in an acoustic kind of mood i guess so uh yeah it was cool to hear um and i actually did listen to all the songs this week so um at least once so yeah <laughs> had time for that um and i think but- it, it helped we're gonna start doing playlists again it's hard to click on each song it could take you out of your queue honestly like the way i was doing it was boring on psychotic at least for myself yeah, I, with songs of the show, that's typically how I do it, and it's like it's fine. I mean, I don't need to have a bunch of notes on these songs, so one or two listens is typically okay for me, um, as long as I get the general vibe of the song. I'm usually all right, but yeah, playlists make it much easier. Yeah, and I think I like everyone's submissions, and then I'm like, wait, what was their song? Ah, fuck it. Like, if it's not a playlist, I'm not gonna listen to it. So I think it'll be nice going forward having a playlist that people can just go and look and see what. Most of the time, people are sending either topical or newer music, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, For me, uh, mine is Runaway High, uh, the live version by Sam Barber. This this live album, (coughs) excuse me, has infected my release radar for the last month or so. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to stop Raging Against the Machine. I like all of these songs. Um, I'm just going to put one on there, and this one's great. Um, it kind of reminds me of like uh, early OAR stuff, and I'm always in the mood for that. And, you know, not to listen to like, not like deep dive on it, but it's always good when it comes on. It never makes me mad, you know what I mean? And uh, this is just a really good live album. If it's not on your release radar, like it is mine, <laughs> give it a listen. It's really good. Um, the crowd's really into it. Um, he's really into the crowd, which I think makes it super cool. Um, and it's just a really great song, so. I totally agree. It's, I, I think when I pulled it up on Apple Music to get both the links uh, for the show notes, um, it says like uh, the crowd is equally as loud as Sam Barber in this production. And, you know, we didn't even try to take it out. And I love that. Um, yeah, it's great. I think at one point they yell, like, we love you. He's like, yeah, I love you guys too, before he starts yeah. the second verse. Um, yeah, it's. It kind of reminds me of like the the new wave of of country music with like Zach Bryan and all those guys. Um, it just has a really good storytelling, and you know, he's running away from the law. It's cool as hell. That's the coolest yeah. fucking thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. It's just a cool song, cool vibes with a like a small venue atmosphere, which is always the coolest. It makes you want to go listen to live music for sure. It does. Like like small venue stuff, like where everybody knows the person would be super cool. Mm-hmm. So next up, uh, we have one from Chaz. Uh, he says, V-A-N by Bad Omens and Poppy. Um, yeah, I'll let you take the helm on this one. Oh, okay. Um, I don't really know how to classify this, whether it's like... I was thinking about it just a second ago. I was, I was re-listening to it, and it's like electro metal pop core <laughs> or something like that it's just because like, it's not really metal but it has a lot of metal in it um and it's not really pop because it's too metal for that 
and it's not really either because it's got a lot of electro elements in it but it's super cool either way um i wasn't super into it for like the first 45 seconds or so but once it drops into like the main part of the song i'm like okay this is this is dope like i started head banging a little bit and uh yeah great pick it's um something i've never really listened to so um i appreciate the songs of the show for stuff like that yeah over the summer i found a tiktok that said like i made a playlist called baby making metal and i was like oh really baby making metal i wonder what that sounds like and it has a lot of bad omens and sleep token and i think this song would fit perfectly on it it's just yeah i think baby making metal is the best way to call it because it, it it's so many weird mashups of genres yeah it's 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 metal for chicks essentially (laughs) it's what it is it's like you're you're a metalhead your girl's not but she might like this song you know what i mean um (laughs) it's the same thing with the sleep token it's like they're not really i mean they can be but they're not really a metal band some, but maybe your girlfriend will like them. You know? <laughs> I love how flat you're being too, so it makes it funnier to me. I'm um, just fucking tired. I'm just so tired. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, great pick, great pick, Chaz. Uh, Chaz is actually going to come on with me next week because uh, we're giving Kevin another week off to really get into his new job. Um, ben says, White Lightning and Wine by Hart. And he sent an email, which I think was directed towards me. So I'll okay. read it, if that's cool with you. Sure. Uh, he says, well, howdy, Dill. I'd have offered my services so you didn't have to do the pod solo if I had more time to listen this week. But I'm sure you'll knock it out the park. Thank you. I hope that's true. Uh, for me, what better way to kick off Feminist February than with my personal favorite Lady Rockers, Anne and Nancy Wilson, I submit White Lightning and Wine by Heart because it kicks ass. Yours forever and ever, Benji, Columbus, Ohio. Dude, this is exactly what I needed this week. I Heart, Heart kicks ass. The Dreamboat Annie album kicks ass. Um, if you haven't listened to it, uh, it's it's classic. Like um, they're two of the best in rock of all time. Anyway, sorry to step all over you, but that's no. really all I got for it. Um, this is like th- that SNL skit where they're like, we need more cowbell. This is exactly what that song's talking about. Like, this mm-hmm. song could never have too much cowbell. <laughs> That's all you got for it. I, I, what else is there to say? It's a fun, like, I, it feels dated, but in a good way. It's almost like, uh, what's that, Daisy Daisy Six? and the There's that new show on Amazon, and I think it just won a Grammy, but they kind of have that sound of like that new Daisy or that Daisy show has the sound of heart. Um, yeah. Or all the, the great seventies and eighties rock bands, but the cowbell is what I noticed the most. Like, dude, why don't we bring back the cowbell? <laughs> it's, it's, wild, it's wild. That's what you took, took away from the song. I don't know. I like heart because they always do feel fresh to me. I mean, maybe it's cause I don't listen to them all the time. So when I do hear them and like, I forget which one actually plays the guitar. Um, but she's an incredible, one of the best guitarists of all of like the last fifty years for sure. Um, which would I guess make her of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty much. Um, but yeah, man, fucking, they're so good. Um, once I 
once I get to a point place where I want to listen to them and then I deep dive, I'm like, all right, that's enough part for now. Um, but they're always so good in, in small doses. And I always forget how much I really do love this album specifically. Um, I used to jam this in high school. So this the isn't the album with Barracuda on it? Uh, I don't think so. Um, no. No. That was the next one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I only knew, I really only knew Barracuda. So this is all new to me. And I was having a blast. Seven, oh, yeah, dude. 70s women's rockers are fucking all I want. If you haven't listened to Heart more than Barracuda, you should listen to the full Dream Boat Annie album. It's really okay. fucking good. Man. Um, I, I like, I highly recommend that album to anybody because it's, it, anybody can listen to it and enjoy it. I will. That's going to be my little uh, task for myself. Just keep mm-hmm. myself busy while Papa, while Papa's at work. Um, <laughs> Cody Garrett says Epiphany by Unwell. Um, and I'm going to say, I think Cody's into Easy Core. Yeah, certainly seems that way. And I think this is a really, I think this is really cool that Easy Core is A, still around, and B, it's a lot better than it used to be. Like the chugs in this are pretty good. The pop punk sounds pretty good. Um, the screams are okay. Even they're, they're kind of sparingly used. And I think it's just an all around like good song. I'd, I'd never heard of this band. I'd never heard this song. Yeah. It just, again, it feels kind of um, up to date, even though we spent like a whole month talking about stuff adjacent to this. Like it feels new to me. Um and that was cool because it, it, um, I think we spent a lot of time talking about stuff from the early 2000s and rightfully so, because that's when emo was popular um, or at its height, I should say. And um, yeah, this was a, this was cool. And it's always cool to hear Cody. Cody almost never submits a country track, which is which is always cool to me. Um, so and he could very easily submit his own tracks, <laughs> which he doesn't do. Yeah. So, well, honestly, um, like Cody was driving down to Nashville and he's like, hey, can you send me an album? Like, I'm just, I I need some music to get me on this last stretch to, to Nashville. I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. Like, that's my dream, A. And B, like, it's cool that he trusts me to just send him something. And I sent him something a little bizarre. And he's like, I don't know if I like it. But it was interesting enough to get him through his drive. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah. He, he's always got an open mind. Um, And I love talking music with him. Yeah, he's, he's just a cool dude to talk to in general, so... Um, yeah, next one, Snakes by No Doubt from Louie. Uh, this is a great song. I forgot all about this song and really this album, and I was blown away when I heard it. I was like, holy shit, like this doesn't sound like No Doubt. And then Gwen Stefani comes in and it gets a little bit more Scott ish, and I'm like, holy fuck, dude, like this kicks ass. Yeah, it does. It does it make you skank? No, it's Damn. not. A, I don't think it's a song you skank Damn. to. You could, um. I I found this TikTok a while back. This this guy does this. Um, he does like music history, but he doesn't tell you who it is. He kind of just tells you the entire history, gives you like the he or she, and kind of speaks in pronouns. And at the very end, he'll be like, "Oh, it's this little no name band, No Doubt." And No Doubt has such a cool backstory, um, and it's one that we should definitely cover at some point when we do. We're gonna do a No Doubt mixtape ultimate mixtape at some point um but yeah i love deep cuts i love deep cuts and i love deep cuts from no doubt and from louis louis has already made a playlist for metal march and 
you know, I know he's chomping out the bit to do a little Primus, and we got a, actually an interview lined up because of him. So a lot of cool stuff in the works, all thanks to Louie, and I love this track. Yeah, yeah, super cool, man. Uh, a lot heavier than if you're if you're expecting like Tragic Kingdom, no doubt with this track. Don't it's a little it's a little heavier than that. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. it's er, it's early, no doubt. Yeah, um, it's uh, know, it's cool. Gwen Stefani's story is super cool. So, mm-hmm. and she's elite. She's one of the hottest women in music of all time. So, <laughs> and she's still attractive into her fifties, man. Like super attractive. So anyway. And she's talented. And she's talented. Um, last but not least, uh, my shorty, Hannah, says uh, Forever by Howdy, which is H-O-V-V-D-Y. Um, this song came out today. Very excited uh, that she sent it li- pretty much at the last minute. I gave everyone a cutoff at 7 a.m. this morning, and she said it at about 6.15. Um, but yeah, uh, she sent me the lyrics to it, and... She says, sorry, I should have had this pulled up. I will always love you. Yeah, I'll fall forever. Um, that's lyrics from the new song, and it's just a nice little spring-sounding song. It's like 50 degrees in a weird week in the first week of February, so I think everyone's feeling the, the spring all, all indie vibes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, it's the, kind of the indie vibe everybody was going with. I mean, a few people followed the female-led uh, theme, which is cool. Um, but I also just like listening to, to good music as well. And, uh, yeah, this is, a night, again, an easy listening track, which is kind of what I'm in the mood for right now. So I appreciated it. Yeah, also, as we're, as we're wrapping up this episode, next week we're going to be doing – feminist february a playlist so it was good that if you didn't use your favorite female vocalist or artist this week you got the chance to next week so join the discord get on our instagram we'll be sending that out uh, for everyone to add their submissions for that playlist um yeah if you want to go check out our social media we got merch at off the instagram is at off the beaten clef twitter is at off clef Email is offthebeatenclef at gmail.com, and we also have a link for our Discord in the show notes. Um, you got anything else you, before we get off here, Kev? No. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to try to not go back to bed because, <laughs> I, as you can see in my eyes, I am uh, very tired. And all the so. listeners can hear it, too. They can hear your eyes. Yeah, I'm sure they can <laughs> because it's, it feels like you can hear it in my voice. So, um, anyway... Yeah, I'll try to be more uh, upbeat next time I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're we just happy you came on, did songs of the show with me, and uh, it's still good to have you on in, in a small way. Cool, man. All right. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.